Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 20 of Drawing About the G-Men Giants Football Podcast. I'm Jace Garcia, joined as always with Sean Scanlon and Joe Aguirre. And last week, <laughs> we talked about Joe Judge being the new head coach. And uh, a bunch of the other coaching positions have been filled for the Giants. But the big one right now, the Giants hire Dolphins defensive coordinator to come in, be the DC for the Giants. What do you guys think of this? Um, I I thought it was a, a decent hire. Obviously, if you look at the team he was with last year and some of their defensive rankings, it doesn't look as good. But once you realize the talent that he was working with, um, it de- definitely has a, a part to play with it. Um, and he has he has previous experience working with Judge, so yeah. Joe Judge knows what he's all about. That's why he wanted to bring him on staff. They they worked on the Patriots staff together from 2012 to 2015. And uh, he runs the Patriots' philosophy when it comes to defense, where he'll adjust the scheme from 3-4 to 4-3, uh, just depending on the, the matchup that comes up with opposing offenses. And uh, it, it brings a different element to the table than we had with James Betcher, yeah. who just stuck with a system no matter what, didn't change it week to week, depending on uh, the opposition. So I, I like that definitely better, uh, where he's able to adjust it uh, for different teams coming up, which Betcher really never did, and we saw how that worked out. Um, Graham also has familiarity with the Giants as he was the D-line coach here in 2016 and 2017. And he has experience being the D coordinator for a very young and inexperienced group. Uh, we saw what he worked with with the Dolphins last year. Yeah. So I think that will be huge coming into a Giants team this year who is very young on defense. So I wasn't wasn't uh, super excited about the hire, but I, I'll take it. I think that um, Joe Judge is trying to build up a staff worth with a lot of guys who know what it takes to win, um, that has familiarity with uh, being working with Judge on uh, the Alabama staff and Patriots staff. So yeah. I think uh, a lot of people looked at it as underwhelming, but he only has one year of experience with the defensive coordinator. So uh, similar to Joe Judge, we're, we're just going to have to see how it plays out. But I, I think that uh, his versatility with his different schemes and stuff like that will be for, huge for the Giants. Um, going against different opposition every week. So we'll see how it works out. Oh, boy. I mean, I'll tell you how it's going to work out. Not well. (laughs) I I mean, I said this last week. You know, I really think to be a head coach in the NFL – and and you could tell me all about John Harbaugh or whatever other four guys have successfully made the jump from special teams coordinator to head coach. I think not having – the speed of the game and and being a coordinator of any sort or head coach is a disadvantage to anybody. I really do. And, uh, you know, I heard this guy was going to surround himself with great football people. And I'm going to be honest, no offense. I'm sure Patrick Graham's a great guy. I'm sure like Joe Judge being around Belichick, he's a genius. But... Uh, last year's Dolphins team, and I understand that team didn't have a whole lot in the way of talent, uh, but they performed poorly. And the Giants team he's taking over also doesn't have a lot of talent, so I'm not sure what magic recipe Patrick Graham and all of his experiences through the years is going to be able to bring to this team that's going to suddenly turn them into... 
a playoff defense? Is that, I mean, this the defense of the Giants is atrocious. It's probably the second or third worst in the NFL. We all agree with that? And the Dolphins were a little bit better than the Giants were defensively. And so, I'm just, this doesn't bode well. Here's my question. I understand he just got uh, nominated to the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Dave Wanstead? Or not, I'm sorry, uh, Bill Cower, rather. Uh, Bill Cower. I remember like five years ago, like Bill Cower really wanted to be the head coach of the Giants. Anybody remember that? Am I dreaming? Yeah. What, which year? What? Like, I think before Shermer got it. I think the name the name got floated out. Maybe they didn't even interview him. I don't know how close they got to it, but that's what I wanted for the head coach. Like that guy, somebody like that. Of that, I understand Mike McCarthy wasn't going to blow anybody away, but already Joe Judge is surrounding himself with his buddies, which is great, and they can go down. Uh, you know, the ship can go down. They can all be together. That'd be great. I, I just, I don't get this. I don't get this. Is this supposed to make us feel good? That like, uh, seriously, For, first, first it was head coach. You heard all these names, some good names. And then they were like, and I, I remember when I, I told you, when I first saw the post, uh, the special teams coordinator of the Patriots, Joe Judge. I thought that was fake. I honest to God thought that was fake news. Then I saw the other day, uh, before I got like a legit ESPN update, some clown in some Giants group put up uh, Giants, <laughs> Giants sign Dolphins defense. And I thought, no, you're kidding me, right? Who's next? The offensive coordinator of the Bengals. Is that how you're rounding the staff out? Is that an, is that an ex-Patriot guy? Because if it is... Watch out, we're coming for you. I don't know. I, I I guess I was expecting quality guys around him, and and this is, man, this is what it is. I don't know. I I I I want to love it. I trust in the system. I guess. Can you tell? <laughs> well, I I'm not too, I'm not too mad at this. Yeah, I'd like to see someone like Wade Phillips, but I, I feel defensive coordinator wise. It was really Wade Phillips or anyone like you. You didn't really know the name of. You, it would have been someone who we'd ha- have the same reaction to. Obviously, this is a little worse because it is the Dolphins, and the Dolphins did do bad last year. But uh, I, I still think there's hope there. I saw an interview with him saying bad doesn't even begin to describe it. See, I remember there was a when I when I grew up watching football in the '80s, LT good team. You knew everybody's defensive coordinator. You couldn't. This is before social media. You couldn't like who's this guy? You never even heard of him. You knew the defensive coordinators were. I, I, I mean, again, if, if I'm supposed to believe this young guy is going to be a great coach, maybe he will be, but I, I would he's going to be the most experienced guy on the squad, basically. Is that what's happening here? There's not a whole lot of experience with Graham, and who's next on this list? So I'm just saying, I'm getting nervous. And, and of course, they brought the special teams coordinator back from last season, which is stunning. Seeing as how poorly the Giants special teams was last year. I'm mm. stunned by this. Dude, Rojas missed like a dozen kicks. Yeah, that's. But, but the special teams as a whole, as a unit, was they ranked above uh, 
league i think they were 14th in league average so obviously rosas if if rosas made his kicks last year they'd probably be in the top 10 easily that's clean house i mean again it's like i could you couldn't find a worse coach on a worse team in this case your own i don't know again obviously joe judge is a pretty good special team coordinator i'm sure there's other guys out there i'm i'm just i'm underwhelmed i'm completely underwhelmed and we'll see what the draft looks like. I got a feeling that that's not going to change for me. I mean, you were singing uh, Dixon's praises all year. You're saying how he was a great punter. Yes! A little yeah. bit the of MVP that. of the team! <laughs> bad. That's a bad season. I mean, that still has something to do with how good the special <laughs> no, team scored. No, it's got to do with right. He's a good kicker. He's a good. He, he's good at it. So why, why are you throwing so you Rosas? Yeah, why are you arguing Rosas then? Because Rosas was good and it was bad. But what it, happened there? He was, he was good with Thomas McGahee as a special teams coordinator. Last the year before that, they were third in ranked special teams all year. That's. I, don't, I need I, names I think here. That, I wanted some names. Is all I'm saying. I I, yeah. I, I had higher expectations. I don't act like you guys didn't, because you did. Yes. See, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I said I wanted Wade Phillips. If you're gonna hire some unknown head coach, give me Wade Phillips. Get, give me some names, so I feel like all right. You know what he's learning, but at least he's got these great minds next to him. Again, no offense to Patrick Ram. Maybe he'll be a good a good defensive coordinator, but of what I know of him. And living in this world of what have you done for me lately, that, I don't want that. I understand that. Yeah. No, I think like Jace was saying, though, there's just not not a huge pool of defensive coordinators out there that are established and have uh, a long resume because they're, mm-hmm. they're already head coaches in this league or they are already have a job somewhere else where they have a long contract because uh, teams don't want to give up on them. So I think that's why names like Patrick Graham get out to the open market, and uh, there's there's just not a lot of choices left, other than obviously Wade Phillips. But I feel like this the, this Giants coaching staff will mostly consist of people that no one else wanted, and that again, it just you don't walk away feeling good about it. You don't. I want to, but I don't. Yeah. Right. No, I could I could see that. The one thing that did sell me on I, I was questionable. I, I scratched my head. Who is this guy? I saw a clip from him from the Dolphins, and he said, the reporter asked, why are you loud? Why do you always yell? And he said, because I'm fat and I'm big, and that's all I can really do is yell. And that sold me, being a big guy. <laughs> but uh, we'll have to see. One, th- one thing, though, the only missing piece of the puzzle of this coaching staff right now is the offensive coordinator, and that has names. There's name value there. Jason Garrett, not a great name. It's no, there name. you go, right? It's yeah, not a great name. It's decent for for offensive coordinator, I think. Though I think yeah. that we we've said it on here a lot of times. Um, a lot of these great coordinators are not fit out to be a good head coach in this league. And a couple of years before Garrett uh, was named to the head coach after uh, Cowboys got rid of Wade Phillips, they had a top top five offense. The three years. Uh, he was offensive coordinator, I believe. So yeah. he could scheme it up. That's why, I, I mean, and that's one of the veteran names that I think that the Giants would be uh, looking into to, you know, bring around Joe Judge's inexperience being a head coach. So, yeah, that. And then they had the interview with Mike Shula as well. Yeah. And then uh, Freddie Kitchens, who obviously didn't work out as a head coach but was pretty good as an offensive coordinator. Uh, he, he worked with Joe Judge at Mississippi State. So, yeah. Those are three big names to look at. And then uh, Jay Gruden. Uh, a lot of people. I- I've had enough with Jay Gruden. I- I- everyone just wants to compare him to John. 
It, like, it, no, it's not going to work. It didn't work for the Redskins. Maybe he is a better O's. Like, there are a lot of coaches that are better coordinators than they are head coaches. Shermer's one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, like you mentioned, I think Garrett, I think Kitchens are those guys. I, I don't know if Jay's that guy. I just, it, I, I feel like there's a lot more just he gets a job because of his name rather than his actual. Because he hasn't really put up. Yeah. So, uh, right now, the, I, w- I think Freddie Kitchens more so than Jason Garrett. Uh, for me, I don't – just because we've seen him at least have glimpses of hope, Jason Garrett was just a whipping boy in Dallas. Who do you want as the OC, Joe? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I mean, a Mike Shula, somebody, you know – I want somebody. I want somebody who is innovative and, and is a name. I think that I think those things are important. I, I again, you know, I'm sure there's not a ton of people just lying around waiting for a gig at this point. All the good ones seemingly were getting snatched up last week as the Giants were landing the special teams coordinator as their head coach. So uh, you know. Uh, I, I guess you want to find somebody who has an offense that will work with Daniel Jones' skill set and makes the most of Saquon Barkley because yeah. that's what you have. So rather than have these guys learn a, 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 an offense that doesn't necessarily uh, highlight their their skill set, you know, I, I think it's important that the Giants find the, the the right person that can come in there. You know, maybe it is Freddie Kitchens. And that would be hilarious if it was Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> you, it would be, yeah, wouldn't it? it would. It'd be kind of be kind of something we could all laugh at because he's only available because we sent them Odell Beckham. We sent Odell Beckham <laughs> his way and ensured that he would be free. Yeah, maybe this was all part of Gettleman's plan. Yeah, and I mean it, he wanted Freddie Kitchens bad. <laughs> I mean, if you look, I, I think Freddie Kitchens fits the most with the with what the Giants need to win. You look at Jason Garrett. He had Ezekiel Elliott, and he misused him. The When he was running the football, they were winning games. When he wasn't, they were losing games. And look how they've gone 500 so many years. And, I mean, you want to get Saquon the ball. You want to let Danny Dimes develop. You need a the perfect ebb and flow of the offense. And Freddie Kitchens, he was give, giving Nick Chubb the ball. Baker Mayfield had his opportunities didn't work out but uh I, I think it works well with what you got also I, I wouldn't be mad at Mike Shula last year I mean Pat Shermer was the one calling the plays I mean yeah. Mike Shula I mean Pat Shermer was an offensive minded head coach he always had to say so maybe Mike Shula has something in him where he can change everything yeah. around yeah because we haven't seen any uh play calling from him obviously he's been the coordinator for the pe- <clears throat> excuse me, past two years, but, I mean, there's nothing nothing to put it on just because he hasn't been the one calling the plays. But, yeah, like you were saying with Freddie Kitchens, um, also when they picked up Kareem Hunt this year when, after the suspension, they used him a lot in the passing game. So I'd like to see that with Saquon. Yeah. Obviously, um, when he gets four or five targets a game, I, I think the Giants are a lot more successful um, when they use him in just different ways. And then, you know, Freddie, he's, he's, he worked with Baker last year coming off um, a huge rookie year. Obviously, uh breaking the rookie touchdown record for uh, rookies. So I think that he, he knows 
especially the first after the first time he knows how to work with a, a QB that's coming off a rookie year, which is pretty impressive. Um, I think that Baker obviously trading away Kevin Zeitler and having their <coughs> sorry about that, um, but having their O line just being terrible all year, Baker was put in a rough spot. So I think that Freddie would be an interesting name, and then uh, I think that Mike keeping Mike Shula around because he has worked with Daniel Jones in the past. Yeah. Obviously, he was also the quarterbacks coach last year, so he's got familiarity with them. So I think those two names I would probably lean on. Um, like you were saying with Jason Garrett, he just he didn't utilize the running back to the best of his abilities. We've already seen that with Pat Shermer, Saquon's first two years. Um, so I I don't want that to continue going down the line. Now, let's talk a little bit. Let's change gears a little bit. Eli Manning wins the 2020 Bart Star Award. The award is given to an NFL player who best exemplifies outstanding character and leadership in the home, on the field, and in the community. I mean, Eli Manning's a class act. He's also won the Walter Payton Award. This, I mean, it's sad to see him go. I mean, with he's had terrible seasons on the field, but he is just a class act. He's a genuine guy, and he exemplifies everything it means to be a New York Giant, in my opinion. No surprise here at all. Um, obviously, very deserving of the award. Um, just all he does for the community of New York, uh, how he handles the tough New York media, and uh, you know, for 15 plus years being the the face of the franchise, and then uh, obviously what he did on the field for the Giants. I don't think there was anyone more deserving of it. Um, obviously, it's prestigious award named after a legend, Bart Starr. Yeah. So I, I was very happy to see that for Eli. Um, a nice little going out gift for him as uh, he's most likely going to retire going into this season. So, you know, all the thanks to Eli for what he's done for this organization. It's been huge, and um, I I was very happy to see that. Yeah, a a nice fitting tribute. I'm glad he could win something on his way out the door. (laughs) Certainly wasn't going to be games. Dolphins games. Yeah. Well, again, you know, when when you look at this year, you know, I don't think anybody was particularly optimistic going in with Eli's quarterback having lost his best target. Um, having had a, a such a bad season the year before, the defense having ultimately quit throughout last season. There were three or four games where where we know at least different guys had done that. So so you know again, it's weird. Despite the record, there there seems like there's such optimism in New York now, and he really did such a great job of stepping aside for Daniel Jones and being the supportive guy that everybody knew Eli would be, and. You know, as sad as it was to see him on that sideline, I always felt good knowing that when Daniel Jones came off the field that he had Eli there to talk to. Uh, and then to have the big day, uh, you know, in the standing ovation and, and for the fans to get a chance to say goodbye to that guy. And again, for him to walk away with, with an award that uh, is about leadership uh, on and off the field. And just, I mean, you know, you, you really nailed it. Uh, the face of the franchise for 15 pretty amazing years. You know, could could he have won more? Sure. Could they have made the postseason more? Yeah. Could he have made more, you know, Pro Bowls? Sure. Is he a great quarterback? Does anybody regret Eli? No, I don't think so. Not not at all. I I, I think uh I, I, I'm glad he's going out with, with some recognition because, you know, he really has been so amazing for this franchise. And ultimately, uh, is probably the greatest quarterback in New York history. 
Yeah. It's not Joe Namath. Don't be a clown. No. <laughs> I know there's people. No. Trust me. Look it up. He's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Eli Manning has, this is just a new chapter in his life. I think he is set on to do other great stuff outside of football. He's got a personality. He's known as being a prankster in the locker room. Uh, remember a couple years ago when there was the OBJ Dirty Dancing commercial? That that just shows a glimpse of what Eli has and his personality. And I, I think he's destined to do something greater than football and bigger. Maybe he can uh, join a Practical Jokers. <laughs> maybe. You know what I mean? They could, they could kind of neat. They could do a Manning edition with uh, <laughs> Cooper Payton and uh, Archie, maybe all four of them. <laughs> All right, before we move on, are you a wrestling fan? Check out Hard Hitting Wrestling Show where Ovi Muniz, Hector Vasquez, Frank Cuesta, and myself, Big Jace, recap Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, and pay-per-view events. Give their predictions and translate what happens in the ring to real-life events in the takeaway. If you enjoy sports and entertainment, check out the Hard Hitting Wrestling Show. All episodes can be found on clovercrestmedia.com. Now, let us talk about the playoffs. We had the divisional round last week. Uh, both Sean and I went two for two. Joe won it for three. One three. Yeah, okay. You could smile all you want. I got the one I yes. wanted. That's my Niners. They're going all the way. So I feel pretty good about that now. I thought Baltimore might be able to beat them, but. Don't have to worry about that now. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, that was that was the biggest shock. We we all had the Ravens winning. But I mean, Derrick Henry, he's a beast. He's an animal. Can't he's be a truck. Stopped. Well, and again, you know, I mean, historic run of games for for Derrick Henry yeah. at this point, you know. So I I didn't I didn't know he had it in him. I didn't know if he I didn't think he could do it a third time. I didn't I didn't see it uh I yeah. didn't see it happening. I didn't I didn't think he could do that to the Ravens and it was mm. uh it was awesome. You think yeah. he could do it a fourth time? I do. <sighs> I really do. So, well, then, let's I don't know, the Chiefs looked a little vulnerable, man. Yeah, I mean, well And I had picked the, the Texans cuz I honestly thought Carlos Hyde would do what Derrick Henry did. All right, that, that's interesting. Starting off, then we'll start off with the AFC Championship game. Texans go to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Um, the Tech, I mean the Titans. Titans, yeah, Titans, yeah. The Titans have been playing great defense with everything that Derrick Henry's doing and why he's he's putting up numbers and everything. But their defense has been playing very well. But it's hard to play defense against this Kansas City offense. And, I mean, the Texans brought it to them at the beginning, but eventually the the Chiefs figured it out and put up 50-plus points on them. That was crazy. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I, I don't – with how good the Titans' defense is, I just don't think it's good enough to stop Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs get it. Um, Derrick Henry's going to have a, have a day because the Chiefs' offense isn't that good. But it's going to be a game where the Titans run the clock. They eat up the clock with the run game. But the Chiefs are just going to be there for the quick strikes. And it's going to be a close one. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be an intense one, I think. But in the end, Patrick Mahomes is going to bring it out and bring them the victory. So I've been uh, sleeping on the Titans the the past two weeks, going against the Patriots and the Ravens. Um, 
But what they've done in this playoffs and even before that, the stretch uh, down the regular season when they brought in Tannehill to be the starting quarterback has been uh, nothing short of impressive. Um, their defensive game plans have been executed very well. They can dictate the pace of the game just with their running game. Um, Derrick Henry going off. And if you look at the Chiefs, their defense, obviously, uh, over the last couple of weeks of the season, they only allowed 12 points per game, and I think the last seven games. But that's due largely in part to their secondary and their pass rush. Um, the one weakness that they do have in their defense is their run game. Obviously, if they're going to be missing Chris Jones, uh, the D tackle, all pro, that's going to hurt even more. And their linebackers aren't great. So I think if the Titans can go out and – you know, eat a lot of clock, uh, run the ball, keep Patty off the field, which will be huge for them. I think that they'll go out and win this game, and that's that's what I'm going to predict. Right. I think that if I if I go and pick the Chiefs this week and the Titans win again, I won't won't feel good with myself. So I I got to sleep, stop sleeping on the Titans, and uh, I think that they'll win a closer game than it was with the Ravens. I think it'll probably be around 28 to 24. Man, I really, I really do want to take the Titans here. I really feel like there's just some magic in there, a wild card run. Mm-hmm. Seems like those teams happen every few years. Mm-hmm. Why not the Titans? Why not Ryan Tannehill? Why? Why not, Jace? Because of Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think it's going to be an amazing game. I think it's going to be a banger. I think uh, I think that the Titans will have a lead in the fourth quarter at some point, right. but I don't think. I don't know. It feels like it feels like Mahomes is having one of those seasons. You know, got hurt, a little banged up. Things didn't look so great. Three home losses, and now look on the doorstep. It's it seems right. Uh, I think Chiefs Niners seems like it's going to be the Super Bowl. I understand the winner keeps Joe Montana. <laughs> no, that's true or not. Uh, all right, let's get into it. The NFC Championship Packers go to Santa Clara to take on the 49ers. Um, I, I, yeah, I think Nick Bosa is going to eat Aaron Rodgers alive. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a repeat of the stomping that was. During the regular season, um, it, the 49ers are just on another level. Aaron Rodgers is great, and uh, I mean, he brought them. He he's the reason why they were able to get this far. But no, the, the 49ers defense is just way too good. I made a big mistake last week uh, picking the Vikings over the Niners. That didn't work out too well. Um, I usually just try to pick an underdog just because how crazy the season's been going. I picked the wrong one, and obviously that didn't work out. So can't disrespect the Niners again. Um, like you said, they they already have the huge win over the Packers in the regular season. <coughs> and uh, I, I think they're going to come after Aaron Rodgers again. Um, obviously, the Packers' O-line is a little banged up with Brian Balaga out too. So I think that it will be a closer game than what it was in the regular season. Um, I think Aaron Jones has a chance to have a little success against the Niners because their run defense isn't as great as their pass rush, but they're going to have to – drop back and pass a lot because I think they'll be down in this game and that's not going to work out for the Packers. They're they're going to get after Aaron Rodgers. And um, I think that Niners probably win by a touchdown or 10 in this one. You know, it, it was after watching that game Monday Nighter uh, when the, the Niners absolutely decimated Green Bay. I mean, they made Green Bay look like the Giants. 
I'm joking. I love the Giants. Uh, it was bad, and I I have a hard time believing that. I mean, even if Green Bay played a lot better, they would still get destroyed in this game. They have to play perfect. And I'll tell you what, you know, in watching Aaron Rodgers last week, got off to a pretty good start. Uh, you know, Seattle had every chance to come back in that game because after a while, Rodgers just couldn't make throws. He just was not making throws at all. And I, I, I when Nick Bose is in your face, Gonna have even less of a chance. I, I, I just think it's gonna be tough for Green Bay. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if the Niners absolutely route them again. In the, I would be shocked to be honest if it doesn't happen. Not if it does. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, uh, before we end the show, are you passionate about a subject? Do you have a gift for the gab? Are you interested in putting that all together to start your own podcast? If so, check out Clovercrest Media Group. Come and join the Clovercrest Media Group podcast family. You can find all information you need at clovercrestmedia.com. Clovercrest Media Group. The harder we work, the luckier we get. Thank you guys for watching and listening. Uh, Nice short episode this week. Uh, But we do hope to see you next